Hey there, welcome to the Sunday edition of CNN 5 Things. I'm David Rind. In case you forgot, and if you were trying to forget, I'm sorry, but 2022 is an election year. With the midterms getting closer and closer, a lot of the focus is about to turn to the act of voting itself. How hard is it to cast a ballot? And who is in charge of counting them? This past week, President Biden said both of those things are under attack in several Republican-led states, fueled by former President Trump's big lie. Biden was very clear about that, but what comes next is anything but. So this week, I want to spend five minutes with our chief political correspondent, Dana Bash. Dana, can we just take a step back first? I know you've been reporting on these new, stricter voting laws that have taken place across the country. How did we get here? We got to this point starting back in 2013, when the Supreme Court said that the Justice Department basically doesn't have the kind of influence over state voting laws that the 1965 Voting Rights Act implemented. And what the Supreme Court said was that uh, times have changed, and the majority opinion was that there was uh, not the need for the Justice Department to oversee, particularly Southern states, because racism wasn't as bad as it was. And so what happened pretty much immediately was that states, with particularly with Republican legislatures, started to change the, the rules and change the laws and make it uh, a bit harder for people to vote. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States. And uh, it's reached its low point or high point, <laughs> depending on how you look at it, after the 2020 election. Because what has happened is that states like Texas, states like Georgia, states like Arizona, that former President Trump argued that he didn't really lose. We went to 75 million and they say we lost. We didn't lose. And by the way, does anybody believe that Joe had 80 million votes? Does anybody believe that? And what needs to change are the laws on the books. Well, Republicans did just that. Election integrity is now law. drive through voting is now banned in Texas. It's one of the extensive measures included in a controversial election bill signed by Republican Greg Just Abbott. Just moments ago, Georgia's Republican governor signed a sweeping election overhaul bill imposing new restrictions on voting in the state. As Joe Biden's vote numbers were going up. Yep. What kind of pressure were you feeling <laughs> yeah, that's right, from that's Republican right. leaders? That's right. Well, uh, and it was of, really uh, interesting because I went to Texas and I went to Georgia and I went to Arizona and heard Republican state legislators tell me that they basically didn't have a choice because their own constituents, their Republican base, the same base as the as the Trump base, believed the lies and they didn't have a choice but to change the laws. Do you believe that the 2020 election here in Georgia was free and fair? I believe that a lot of Georgians have concerns that uh, there were issues with it. Um, and I believe that we as a legislature have a duty to respond to those people that had concerns. And that is why Democrats largely Democrats, argue that there needs to be a federal law back in place, which just back to the beginning of my answer, that also is what the Supreme Court said back in 2013, that it is up to Congress to update the law. But since then, there's been gridlock. 
Right. So some of these changes on the ground practically, I know it can be kind of confusing for people, but there's, you know, the allegations that we've heard of voter suppression making it harder to vote. And then, you know, election administration, what happens after people vote? Can you kind of separate what that looks like uh, in a practical sense? Yes. So that's exactly right. You have changes like Texas, where uh, what the Republican legislature largely did was looked at the enormous, enormous uh, turnout that happened in places like um, like Houston, Harris County, which is where Houston is, very big uh, minority population. Um, and they had big turnout because they changed the voting rules and allowed for 24-hour voting for drive-through voting. And the Republicans said, oh, well, we want uniform uh, laws across the state. So we're going to roll that back. In Georgia, this to me is maybe the most uh, potentially consequential for the future, what happened in Georgia. I won this election by hundreds of thousands of votes. There's no way I lost Georgia. There's no way. We won by hundreds of thousands of votes. Because we all know uh, that infamous phone call that then-President Trump made to the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, saying, just find Right. I want you to find 11,000 exactly. votes. Exactly. Find me 11,000 whatever votes. <laughs> right. And he couldn't do it because the law in Georgia, well, first of all, because they didn't exist. Uh, we don't agree that you have one. We don't. We, I didn't agree about the 200,000 number that you mentioned. And second of all, he said he, he wouldn't do it and, and didn't do it because they didn't exist. But also uh, the, the laws on the books in Georgia said he was kind of the end all be all. What they've done since then in Georgia is change the law so that the legislature, the elected officials, the partisans can overturn that decision of Brad Raffensperger for the next mm. election. You understand how it looks from the outside in that the Secretary of State, who prevented President Trump from meddling here, is now losing the power that he used to do just that. His relationship with the president did not factor into my approach to this bill. And Democrats argue that's basically overturning the will of the people. So the safeguards that protected against the badgering of Donald Trump and the attempting to rig the election of Donald Trump, that big safeguard is gone in a place like Georgia, which was determinative in the presidential election, never mind the Democrats having control of the ha of the Senate. Right. So President Biden obviously wants to stop some of that. He went to Georgia, in fact, this uh, past week. What was kind of his message on the ground there? I've been having these quiet conversations with the members of Congress for the last two months. I'm tired of being quiet. His message on the ground was this is the defining civil rights issue of our time. He argued that it is so important that the rules of the Senate that he was so loath to change, the abolition of the filibuster, must be changed for this issue. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be the side, the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? 
Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? Where we are at the end here is kind of no, <laughs> nowhere because uh, it's not just about Republicans. It's about the fact that there is only a 50-50 Senate and the White House is still trying to convince two moderate Democratic senators uh, of what the president said in Georgia, which is change the rules. Yeah, it's it's those two it's those two names again, again and Kirsten again. Cinema and and Joe Manchin. Biden's words didn't, and even an in person appearance on Capitol Hill didn't seem to have an effect on no. them. And so, last question here is something you brought up earlier: the fact that if some you know local lawmakers constituents says I have issues with uh, you know or even doubts about that the election was free and fair, even if there's no evidence to that effect. Are these lawmakers compelled to do something to react to those whims? And then we see this kind of big lie lawmaking, so to speak, play out throughout the midterm cycle. Is that something you think is possible as we get into 2022 here? It absolutely could be because uh, you, you already see the former president throwing down the gauntlet with basic truths uh, like the election wasn't stolen. And then I just I keep going back to what the speaker of the Georgia legislature told me, which is that he feels that his job is to make a coalition of Republicans, but also listen to his constituents. The new state election board will get to choose election officials. Mm -hmm. So how was that not written to give Republicans influence over the administration and the outcome of elections here in Georgia? I think the legislature having some appointive authority is is, is perfectly uh, legitimate and, and uh, because we represent the people of Georgia. And when you and have so many of these Republican legislators hearing the same conspiracy theories, hearing the same lies, right. it's hard for these lawmakers to beat back against it if they want to stay in power. And that's really what this all comes down to. Yeah, very hard to put the toothpaste uh, back into the tube, so to speak, uh, once it's been exactly. out. Uh, Dana Bash, thanks so much for filling us in. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's something else happening this week. You're going to hear a lot about abortion rights this week. Friday is the March for Life rally in Washington, and the annual pro-life walk to the Supreme Court carries some extra symbolism this year, as the court is currently considering an abortion case out of Mississippi that could overturn Roe v. Wade altogether. That decision could come down later this spring or early summer. The Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paula Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohammed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers, and the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. And hey, if you're enjoying this show, there's one easy thing you can do to help us out. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen. It really does help spread the word. Okay, have a good week. I'll talk to you later.